This is the Human Node Podcast. Human Node is the first crypto biometric network where one human is equal to one node. Learn how you can become a human node at humannode.io. Hi, I'm Shannon Higgins, a core member of the Human Node team. In this episode of Human Node in Simple Terms, I would like to go over our FAP monetary algorithm and how we deal with emission. For those who are curious, the term FAF is derived from the word fathom, which stands for understanding after much thought about why something is happening. And yes, the team spent quite some time to try to understand how to deal with emission and how to build a stable monetary algorithm that would be resilient, balanced, and fair for all. Our solution, FAF, is an approach to emission that incorporates two basic principles. But just as a note, FAF, along with all cryptocurrencies, is based on a 100% reserve system, compared to the fraction reserve system of the fiat credit cycle systems. As in the fraction reserve system, the issuing entity has no direct control over the monetary supply. Okay, so the first is, a monetary base should be rebalanced according to the amount of value created in the system. The second is that any emission should be proportionally delivered to each and every participant in the network. Okay, place yourself in a place a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Luke, Han, and Leia have decided to each create their empire and they each get one dollar at the beginning of their economic and monetary relations. But out of nowhere, Luke decides to print one hundred dollars more and not share with others. The problem here is that no real value was created in the system through production of goods or services, but an additional $100 was printed on top of the original $3. So the question is whether the combined $2 held by Han and Leia retain the same value and purchasing power as when there is only $3 in the system. Yes, many factors affect the price, but it is common sense to say that Han and Leia were screwed by Luke. They got diluted and their purchasing power was diminished because before the emission, they each held 33% of the whole monetary supply and now they hold less than 1% each. And what makes things worse is that the economic output of the galaxy stayed on the same level as when there was only $3 in the system, which means that it led to a re-evaluation of the assets that exist in the galaxy and their prices skyrocketed because the dollar suddenly stopped being as valuable and scarce as it was before. And in a nutshell, this means that Han and Leia found themselves in a diluted position and the purchasing power of their original $1 migrated to Luke, who fell into the dark side. And yes, it would be hard to find any hope in such a system. On the other hand, so, what if Luke, Han, and Leia had decided not to print any additional money and just work hard 
and have the Ewoks, droids, and sand people create more value? Well, then they would be stuck in a so-called deflationary system. Basically, everyone, including the droids, would know that tomorrow, the $3 would have more value and purchasing power than today, because more value is created today. But the total amount of dollars in the galaxy remains the same. So, why spend anything today when your dollar will have more value tomorrow, and when a lightsaber and a blaster could solve your temporary financial problems anyway? All in all, deflationary systems lead to stagnation, and as Yoda would say, the lack of spending leads to the lack of activity, growth, and development, and leads to the dark side. If you look back at our history, deflation is also considered to be one of the main forces behind the Great Depression of 1932. So, as a solution to the cases that I just mentioned, FAF rebalances the monetary base according to the growth of the value created in the system. Okay, back to Luke, Han, and Leia to understand how it works. They once again start out with $3.00 and they work the droids, Ewoks, and sand people hard, and the GDP, or the total of goods and services sold to each other of their galaxy, stood at $100 in the first year. Now in the second year, they worked even harder, and were joined by Chewbacca who did a whole lot of work, and managed a GDP of $200, which is 100% more than the first year. That is when the FAF algorithm calculates the differences and issues 100% more money on top of the existing $3, making the total amount of money in the galaxy $6. But say, Chewie didn't join, and although Luke worked hard, Han and Leia decided to get busy and spend some extra private time together and work in their spare time, resulting in a 50% drop in the GDP. Well then besides the fact that Luke probably earned more money than Han and Leia, and the fact that Han and Leia have grins on their faces, the FAF kicked in, and the total monetary supply is cut by 50%, meaning the total amount in the galaxy is now one and a half dollars. Yes, the monetary supply was shrunk, but by doing so, we rebalance the monetary supply with the value created, so no one is diluted, nor does the system fall into hyperinflation and skyrocketing prices, as the monetary supply falls in line with the goods in the system. Luke is still the richest man in the Empire, and although Han and Leia didn't earn much, their combined 25 cents has not been devalued, and they still got laid. Okay, so now. The second principle is much easier to grasp because the fairness of this approach is much more obvious. So as a review, here is how emission is poured into the modern fiat credit cycle systems. With the global conversion to fiat and decimalization that overwhelmed most countries in the early 1970s, world leaders decided to transcend us all to a system into which emission is injected in a form of debt. Afterwards, it is passed down the system in forms of loans. 
even if we leave out the fact that some of that issuance forever resides on the upper levels because of corruption and fraud, people, enterprise, and retail banks are the ones who are constantly cornered because they're paying for that emission. And the only ones they can resell that debt to is each other. If ordinary people or enterprises fail likewise, in most cases they are fined, thrown onto the street by law enforcement, go bankrupt, or go to jail. Consider the fact that every time the emitting entity prints money, it increases the monetary supply and devalues the currency, meaning that the agents at the bottom of the emission pyramid not only get devalued with each coin printed, but they also pay for it to happen. But fiat currency is the way to go, you say? Well, maybe not. Let's take a look at the oldest existing fiat currency in the world. The British pound sterling was born in 1694, and at the time, one British pound was defined as equal to 12 ounces of silver. Considering that 12 ounces of silver would cost you an average of 220 sterling pounds today, well, that basically means that the currency has lost roughly 99.6% of its value. And according to a study of 775 fiat currencies by DollarDays.org, there is no historical precedence for a fiat currency that has succeeded in holding its value. 20% failed through hyperinflation. 21% were destroyed by war, 12% by independence, 24% were monetarily reformed, and only 23% of the fiat currencies are still in circulation. The average life expectancy for a fiat currency is 27 years, and the shortest lifespan so far is one month. If you look at the US dollar, Let's say compared to 1971, when the U.S. first adopted the fiat currency, $1 then has the same buying power as $6.55 today. If we go back 100 years and compare it to the buying power of 1921, $1 now only buys 6.81% of what it could buy back then. Okay, so back to FAF. FAF delivers emission to each and every participant of the network proportionally, regardless of whether he is a financial entity or not. So, once again, if you have $100 on your account, and it happens that FAF algorithm calculated that this year's GDP is 3% higher than last year, then the protocol will issue and deliver $3 on top of the $100 that you already hold making it $103. Rebalancing the monetary supply according to the economic growth will safeguard the system from the devaluation effects of deflation, and the direct proportional distribution makes the issuance events much fairer. Thank you for watching another episode of Humanoid in Simple Terms, and hope to see you next time too. Ta-ta for now.